Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Bros Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Sylvester, joined as always by Mike Taglier. Tags, how's it going, buddy? Going good. It's uh, we're, we're now like literal, literally like just over a week from the draft, so I'm excited. And uh, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes of the year, so I, I've been looking forward to it legitimately ever since we scheduled it like two weeks ago. I love the the uh, sleeper episode that we do right before the season starts, but this is my number one. That and the March Madness podcast. If you guys listen to that, uh, you guys know I love college basketball. But we are doing a real mock draft where we are picking for the 32 NFL teams in the first round. We've got a great guest on today. It's Danny Kelly of The Ringer. He's on Twitter, at Danny B. Kelly. Tags and I are at Mike Teglier NFL and at Bobby Fantasy Pro. Danny, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. How's it going? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Love this show. Yeah, we were talking. Uh, we were talking to Danny in the in our little chat beforehand, and uh, we were talking about Russell Wilson <laughs> the other day. And he's a Seahawks fan, so I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. that you woke up to some good news this morning, yeah. uh, finding out that they extended uh, your guy Russell Wilson. It's nice. To get were that you out worried? Of the way. Did you think they were going to trade him? No, I didn't really. I mean, I thought it was a possibility, like a remote possibility that they could do something really outside the box or whatever and, and try and trade him and just rebuild their defense or whatever. But it always seemed like the obvious choice to just re-sign him, give him that extension, reset the market. Um, there was a lot of rumors about like getting him connect, like his, his contract connected to the percentage of the cap or whatever. That didn't end up happening. happening. So um, overall, I think it's a good deal for the team. I think it's obviously good for Wilson. And yeah, I'm just kind of just relieved to have to not have to talk about this for the next few months. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big contract, but he's definitely worth it. And I made a big offer to Danny for the deal uh, to, to get Russell Wilson because, you know, I set up the teams or whatever. We each have uh, I have 10 teams. They each have 11 teams that they're going to be drafting for. And I got myself the Oakland Raiders because I thought I'm going to go out and try to trade for him. I actually I got the Raiders <laughs> and the Giants. I figured Two was better than one, but he wasn't going to budge. I found out he was a Seahawks fan, so of course he wasn't going to trade Russell Wilson. But uh, we are going to be doing the draft, and we have a lot of picks to make, 32 of them to be exact, so we need to get into it. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's show, Pristine Auction. You guys have heard about Pristine Auction quite a bit, and right now, Tags, we've got a signed helmet that we're giving away. Do you want to tell them about that? Yeah, we're giving away a Devonte Adams signed helmet. It's got a visor on it and everything, and it's actually a helmet that I do not own. I'm going to be posting a picture of my pristine auction collection that I have on you Instagram really soon. So if you guys wanted to check that out, Mike Taglier NFL on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be posting a picture because I've been collecting stuff from there myself, and the Devonte Adams one is sick. Uh, none of my helmets that I've collected have visors on them, so I was, you know, every helmet that we get, I kind of want to snag it. But the best part is, is that if you guys get entered in that contest, we are going to enter you in all future contests. So it's like yeah. why not try and win a free helmet every now and then all you have to do is go to fantasypros.com slash contest takes about 30 seconds to enter we're going to be picking a winner soon so make sure to enter at fantasypros.com slash contest soon and you were talking about a helmet with a visor you know typically when we do these these ad reads right i like to talk about more affordable items because there are some incredible values on on pristine auction don't get me wrong but tags i saw this visored chrome bo jackson raiders helmet went for 262 dollars and you know i'm first of all shocked that it went for that cheap but i would love to have that bad boy there are so many great options on pristine auction Absolutely. And Bo Jackson, I mean, those are those are harder and harder to get. So that one yeah. will naturally go a little bit higher. But I've seen some Chrome Cowboys ones, too, that are they're really they're really neat. I'm collecting ones of like the actual helmets that they wear. Uh, but at the same time, those things are really neat for uh, like just someone that's starting a collection. So on Pristine Auction, everything is guaranteed authentic from only the most trusted sources. You will be able to find something, whoever your team is for your cave. Again, it's pristineauction.com. P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. 
Okay, so we are going to move on over to the draft. And before we do, though, Tags, we need to set some guidelines to a bet that we are going to do. And so we have this accuracy contest. Tags, do you want to tell them a little bit about the accuracy contest? Yeah, so we're doing this thing and we can involve all you guys too. So if you guys ever, you know, you're watching the draft and you're wondering, I could draft better than Mel Kuyper Jr. I could draft better than this guy. Um, show us. Basically, we're having a contest, okay? We're going to be giving away some free lifetime Hall of Fame upgrades. Basically, that you never have to pay for a premium subscription with us again for the lifetime of your, like, basically as long as you're going to live. Uh, but all you have to do is go to fantasypros.com forward slash draft contest and that's going to be where you go and you're going to create your own mock draft we're going to grade it we're going to give you an accuracy score and let you know how you did so fortunately bobby and i are going to be a part of this contest you can compete against us but bobby and i are going to be competing against each other the terms of that bet bobby told me that he came up with something that we haven't really discussed yet yeah so tags uh, i wanted to put you on the spot on the podcast so that you had to agree otherwise you would kind of look like a coward um, but if, you know, if I asked you in advance, you might be able to veto or whatever, <laughs> whoever loses this. And I'm confident it's not going to be me. I did win last year. Going to win again. Whoever loses has to do the Antonio Brown dyed blonde mustache. And we're not talking like, you know, for, for two hours, just take a quick picture. Like you got to go to Walmart or something one time with the mustache. You got to take a picture, put it on Twitter. I'm going to retweet it when you lose. And uh, it, it can't be like some wimpy mustache. It's got to be like two weeks worth of mustache. What so do you wait, are we going to do this in Nashville then? Are we going to like grow our, uh, grow out our beards a little bit and, uh, and then we have to dye it like, cause it's only going to be based in the first round. And when you guys go to fantasypros.com forward slash draft contest, it's only the first round that you're going to have to create the mock for. That's all we're going to be doing it for. So Bobby and I are going to know the results. Yeah. We're going to get those results back while we're in Nashville. So should we have to do it for like day two? I'm not bringing a mustache to Nashville, man. I, I'm thinking like after the draft, I would grow it out if I, if I lost, but um, I don't know. We'll, we'll get the mustache picture up for you for <laughs> one of us fairly soon at Bobby Fantasy Pro at Mike Taglier NFL. And um, OK, you guys ready to move on to this? We've I am ready the, with yeah. the, to move on from the mustache talk. Yeah, move on from the mustache. talk. OK, <laughs> um, so the first pick belongs to Tags. You've got the Arizona Cardinals. Danny is on the clock with the San Francisco 49ers and Tags. Everyone's wondering. You going Kyler Murray or one of the defensive players? So I, you know, we did a mock draft episode a couple weeks ago, and that was based on how we would draft for the team. And uh, this one yeah. is based on what we actually think the teams are going to do. Now, there's going to be trades, and there might be some trades involved in this one too. Um, but you know, we've heard a lot of chatter about Kyler Murray going there. But the fact that Josh Rosen has still not been traded, and keep in mind, I'd like this to be contingent. Uh, if the if the Cardinals do trade away Josh Rosen, obviously I'd like to go with Kyler Murray here, but they haven't traded him yet, and they're losing all of their trade power with Josh Rosen. I cannot see them keeping both on the roster. That just makes zero sense. So uh, being that he's still on the roster, I don't think they're going to pass on Bosa. I'm going to say that Nick Bosa is the number one pick to the Arizona Cardinals. I truly believe that's the case. And I think that the whole Kyler Murray thing is a bit overblown. Uh, you know, like I, <laughs> he was, you know, by the competition committee, he was given a, uh, they were saying that he was probably going to be a third round pick. And all of a sudden he chooses football over baseball. And now all of a sudden he's the number one overall pick. I'm not buying it. So I'm going to take the second most posi important position on the field, which is uh, edge, you know, an edge rusher. So I'll take Bosa here and uh, I'm pretty happy about it. Danny, what do you think about this? Wow. Is, is Kyler Murray your number one if you're the Cardinals? Um, and do you think Bosa is a lock if they don't go with Murray? Or do you think Williams is a possibility? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I would say I'm still leaning that the Cardinals are going to take Murray. Um, me too. And so this would be a major curveball for me. And I think it, it'd be really interesting to see what it happens. Because, I mean, last time at this year, we thought everyone thought that Darnold was going to be the top pick. Or at least a lot of people thought that anyhow. And 
Um, then obviously that didn't happen on draft day. I I like the Bosa pick number one. I think he's he's my top rated player in this class. Mm-hmm. He's he's outstanding. I think he's going to be you know he has potential to be a double digit sack guy in year one. Um, so I like that pick a lot. I would have gone with Murray. And now that are we already are we ready to put the 49ers on the clock? I we guess? are. The 49ers That's are right. actually on the clock. Yes. That to me this means the 49ers are open to trading back. Um, because interesting. I think if if Murray lands there, they're going to be listening to offers for Murray. Um, so teams like the Raiders, or I don't think the Giants are probably going to be interested in him, but I think there's probably going to be a few teams that would be willing to call San Francisco um, about potentially a trade-up. So if either of you guys have any interest in, in making a trade to get up to, that, to number two, I think that would be kind of like their first move. Yeah, um, Tags, do you have an offer you want to make, man? Because I've got one. I don't. The only team that I have that would consider maybe moving up would be the Dolphins, but they have too many holes in the roster to be giving up yeah. draft picks. They have a lot of rebuilding to Might do. Might be a so- little early in the yeah. rebuild process. Yeah. yeah. So Cincinnati's willing to offer 111 next year's first and this year's second, which is the 42nd pick overall for 1-2. Okay, so that would be 1250. You said next year's first. Next year's first, this year's 11th, and this year's 42nd pick. I think that sounds pretty fair. Obviously, if, if we were doing this in real time, I'd probably be driving a really hard bargain, but I think mm-hmm. that sounds sure. rel- relatively fair. So I think I'm going to go ahead and take that. Awesome. Take that I trade. wonder what our producer, the uh, 49ers fan, is going to think about this move because obviously I- I'm sure that they're banking on getting Quinn and Williams, but if you can get uh, you know, two first-round picks, one of them is probably going to be very good, and a second-round pick to move back and still take a very quality defender. I think that's a good move for the 49ers, and it would be really yeah. interesting to see this happen. So the Cincinnati Bengals, bye-bye Andy Dalton. It is Kyler Murray time. <laughs> I love it. Tags, did you think there was any chance I was going to uh, go with Dwayne Haskins after pulling off that trade? No, I the didn't. The Bengals would do something like that, wouldn't they? <laughs> the Bengals <laughs> might do something like that. But no, I mean, I could definitely see a team doing this, and that would be the, the surprise is that, you know, all this hype drummed up about Kyler Murray. It could be media-driven. Um, there's a lot of connections that people are making between agents and coaches talking about things, you know, before they were a head coach. And, um, you know, I, I, I just feel like, why are you going to invite Josh Rosen into the building, you know, like – before like when you're not going to have him on your team or he's not going to be your quarterback so i i think this is a realistic possibility i think there's it's a real possibility that a team trades up for them and the Bengals have been bringing in quarterbacks to look at them so i mean andy dalton is kind of like a a Derek carr type quarterback where it's like you know he's good enough where it's like you're not going to bench him and you know he he gives you hope as a franchise i guess but he's never going to carry you to the promised land so it's like are we shooting for the stars or are we going to settle with mediocrity and try and build a team around him? So I don't think it's out of the question that the Bengals do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, the Giants could be the team to move up worried about Oakland taking him at four. I'll say this at 111. I was planning on taking one of Devin White or Devin Bush, a linebacker for the Bengals, unless, of course, Murray or Haskins fell. If both those linebackers were gone, I was going to go with Hawkinson. Um, what do you guys think about the Bengals? If they stay put at 11, do you think linebacker is a safe call? Yeah, I was going to I was going to give like I think that um, that area is definitely like where Bush or White could go mm-hmm. off the board. I think there's if there's potential if a guy like a edge rusher drops that they go with an edge rusher there. Sure. Um, if uh, if Ed Oliver was to drop to that spot, I think that would be an opt- uh, opportunity for them to to grab him. Um, but yeah, I think that would be kind of the sweet spot for that area. Tags, I think a lot of people have Drew Locke forecasted to the Bengals. And I feel like I, I, I'm just thinking if you don't get one of these top two quarterbacks, Murray and Haskins, you wait and you take one of Stidham, 
Thorson, Finley, one of these guys in the third round? Because I don't think there's too much of a difference between Locke and those guys. I, I kind of agree. I don't even think Locke. I mean, after I, I actually just got done working on the, the Drew Locke profile, and there's a lot of things in his game that are really concerning. He's not ready to play right now, and that's yeah. kind of discerning for a guy that was a four-year starter in college. Um, I don't I just don't think he's ready. And is he going to be drafted in the first round? Yeah. Um, but, you know, and is it the Bengals? Is that a possibility? Absolutely, because then they could start Dalton and kind of bring Locke along. Mm-hmm. Um, the question for me is, do the linebackers make it to Cincinnati at 11? Uh, I think there's a couple teams ahead of them that it's very possible. It's a it's a very top-heavy linebacker class, and if you don't get one of the top two guys, it's like I feel like you're reaching. So we might see those guys go actually earlier just because the demand behind them isn't very good. Danny, do you think Locke could fall past 17 to the Giants? I do. I think it's possible for sure. I mean, obviously the Broncos are heavily connected to him. Um, you know, the Giants are another team that could potentially like him. You know, the Jaguars, you know, there's always potential they could take him. I, I think they've been more heavily connected to Haskins. And now that they have Foles, it's probably not going to happen. But mm-hmm. um, there's a handful of teams that could be interested in him. But I, I mean, I agree that, you know, there's there's some holes in his game that make him a pretty risky pick and he you know he's kind of in that second tier for me in the court at the quarterback position so um i think there is a chance that he falls past that yeah all right tags you've got pick number three with the new york jets don't screw this up for dan harris otherwise he's going to be so mad at you uh, <laughs> but the jets would probably screw it up if they had a chance to take Quentin williams here wouldn't they uh i mean i i don't think that they need to go with Quentin williams um you know i i actually believe that you know once they tried to sign Anthony Barr in free agency, it kind of told me that Greg Williams may be looking at a 3-4. He's traditionally been a 4-3 guy uh, defense, so I was looking at this pick differently, but knowing that it's possible that they kind of like do a hybrid or a 3-4, I think that all the whispers about Josh Allen being a potential, you know, game changer up front, uh, I think that he's the player that they're going to go with at three. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, we continually see defensive tackles fall down the board and, you know, opposite of linebackers, it's a very deep class of defensive tackle. So I think Quinnen Williams could drop past this point. Uh, do I think he should? Uh, it's, it's, it's debatable. I, I think that he's a can't miss player. I don't know if I'd say Josh Allen is can't miss, but I know mm-hmm. a lot of people do. So this draft is based on how we think the teams are going to draft. And I think that the, the Jets are going to select Josh Allen at number three. You know, I think that you're right. I think this is what would happen. But you've got concerns about Josh Allen personally, don't you, Tags? I kind of do. I mean, I do. At least in the top to, three. I do if he goes to a 4-3. I don't think that he's a, a hand-in-the-dirt type player. I think he's better in a 3-4 as an outside linebacker. Um, so it just really depends on, you know, what we see him go to. So if they're running a 3-4, I'm okay with Josh Allen. I like him there. But if it's a 4-3, I would actually prefer maybe Montez Sweat, uh, maybe even Clellan Farrell. I'd prefer those guys in a 4-3 defense because yeah. I think they're better with their hands in the dirt, uh, especially Farrell. I think Farrell's being undervalued in this draft class by the media. Uh, it's not to say that – would it shock me if Farrell went top five in this draft absolutely not it really wouldn't and it you know a lot of people would be like oh my god that's before mox had him but he's he's (laughs) a very talented player playing out of clemson clemson might be the new alabama where players are just drafted a lot higher than people think i you are speaking my language this is i have clown farrell as my number five overall player i love him i have i I think i have his number number four overall player he's so good (laughs) guys i'm thinking about taking him here at number four with the oakland raiders unless anybody wants to trade up hmm the Raiders. Um, man. Oh. So see. who's on the board right now? Quinn Williams. I'm, I'm on Oliver. the board. The Oakland Raiders pick number four, and I'd really like to get a pass rushing defensive end. Any player on the edge. Uh, Josh Allen would be sweet for the Raiders, um, but Clone Farrell's next on my big board. Yeah, and so Farrell makes sense because Paul Gunther is going to run a four three um, mm-hmm. defense there. So I mean, 
he would be like closer to a guy that it's like I I, th- I actually prefer him over Josh Allen. I don't think Josh Allen's a bad player, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna be able to trade up. It would just cost too much with the teams that I would even consider. Yeah, well, let's get uh, let's get Cliff Kingsbury on the phone, okay? Tags, you're the coach of the Arizona Cardinals right now, mm-hmm. and you already went out and got Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a chance to go and acquire Dwayne Haskins. Obviously, you would have preferred Kyler Murray. You can trade up to 1.4. I want Josh Rosen next year's first, this year's second, and I'll give you a fifth round pick. I am not. I'm sticking with. I'm sticking with <laughs> Rosen. I don't think. I think it's unfair to write him off. I think Kingsbury. If if it's not Kyler Murray, it's no quarterback. So okay. I am going to stick with Josh Rosen here. I figured that would be the case, but um, I, I don't really love picking Farrell here at number four. Uh, I, I love the player. Obviously, you guys love the player as well. But Quinn and Williams slipping past four is kind of crazy. Either right. way, I think that the Raiders would go with Farrell here. So wow. you're going to so take Farrell. Nice. That could be. That would be another really big, I think, uh, curveball because mm-hmm. yeah, I think the media right now is definitely overlooking Farrell. Um, I mean, I, I I'm really high on him. Yep. I think he's he's one of the highest floor guys in exactly. this class. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any problem with that pick, but I think a lot of people will probably be kind of shocked about it. I if agree, the, and I think I, I think the media is overrating Christian Wilkins and underrating Farrell. Yeah. That's what I definitely I think they're both really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So the Buccaneers are on the on the on the clock now. That would be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would be a pretty good dream scenario, I think. They get their choice right here between Quinn and Williams and Ed Oliver. Obviously Montez Sweat is still on the board as well. Brian Burns. Montez Sweat. This is tough because they've really struggled to find edge rushing talent over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um but with uh, Gerald McCoy's future is definitely kind of up in the air right now. And I personally just think Quentin Williams is an outstanding player, yes. like future all pro. So I think it would be a disservice to the Buccaneers to let him slip any further, especially with, with McCoy's kind of future up in the air. Um, I think they're going to be kind of running a hybrid um, defense next year and have different looks in the front. I think Quentin Williams could play multiple different kind of roles. Mm-hmm. He could do the five tech, the three tech, whatever. Yeah. Um, move around uh, under Todd Bowles. And so I'm going to go with Williams just because I think he's that good. I think to me it's Bosa 1A and Quentin Williams 1B yep. in, in terms of my top two players in this draft. Agreed. And have him fall any further would be a crime. So <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I've got 100%. Williams just behind Bosa at number two. I've got him closer to Bosa. Then number three, who's Ed Oliver on my big board, and it's not even close. Do you think Williams is closer to Bosa or you're number three? Uh, I think Williams, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's closer to Bosa. I mean, he's just, you know, I, you could pretty easily convince me he's the best player in the draft. I'll yep. put it that way. Yeah. Yep. If someone told me that they liked him more than Bosa, I wouldn't fault them for it. Yeah. He's that good. I mean, he's slippery. He's a very, very good run defender. I mean, he was making tackles in the backfield all day. Uh, but he's, he, you know, he brings upside as a very good pass rushing defensive tackle. Put him next to Vita Villa in that defense. Yeah. Do some interesting things. Yes. Um, I kind of just like that. Yep. All right. I'm on the clock at number six, and I was really hoping to trade for Russell Wilson. There were rumors that Wilson <laughs> wanted to go to New York. Maybe that is the case, but it's too late now. Do you have four and, first uh, rounders for me? Four first rounders? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That That's a plus too much money. Contract. Yeah, yeah, he also has contract no is just too clause, much to so. do four. So. <laughs> don't think it's going to um, happen. Yeah, it's, it was tempting, though. Can you imagine Russell Wilson going to the Giants? That'd be fun, oh, especially man. if you get Odell Beckham back. 
Yeah, that's not happening. Just trade back for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Giants do need a quarterback. I'm of the impression, though, that they're going to be horrible this season. They're going to get a quarterback from that great class next year. I don't like this year's class of quarterbacks after Kyler Murray. I think Dwayne Haskins is a first-round talent, but I'm not especially excited about taking him at six. So I'm looking offensive line too early. Linebacker, uh, an edge rusher. I'm going to go with a linebacker here. Take the first linebacker off the board. Um, and for me, that would be uh, Devin White. Hmm. So Devin White going to the Giants at pick number six. Tags, what do you think? That's going to tick a lot of people off, but I don't mind it. I do not mind it at all. But I I'm not Giants, trying to tick anyone Giants off. I'm trying a... to do what I think would actually happen in the draft. I think it's possible. I mean, we saw Roquan go high last year. I, I don't think yeah. that I don't. I wouldn't. I would say Roquan was a better prospect than the linebackers in this class. But as I mentioned, I think it's very top heavy with the Devons, and it's very possible that both of them go top ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've and they've had some issues at the linebacker position. I think Al yep. Ogletree was not what they necessarily wanted him to be mm-hmm. in that division. With you got Zeke, you got you know potentially Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson for the Redskins, and then um, the Eagles, who you know they've kind of got a committee. But there's some really good running backs in that group. You got to be able to defend out of the backfield in terms of you know defending those guys against the pass. Having like a very good rangy linebacker to me makes a lot of sense in that division mm-hmm. yeah, i think so as well and i'm back on the clock at number seven um i gave myself back-to-back picks here because i'm a jags fan so obviously i'm paying a lot of attention nice. to what they're going to do uh, i have wishes i wish they would take ed oliver here even though they don't especially need a defensive tackle i think that uh, tevin Bryan steps up and he's going to be fine i prefer just taking the best player available because um, you know, depth chart matters a lot when injuries happen all over the place. And Ed Oliver is a fantastic player, but I think they're going to go uh, offensive line here. I don't buy into the smoke that Hawkinson's a top 10 little. Mm. I don't think he's a top 15 player. I don't think he's going to go in the top 15 with all the tight ends available. So I think they're going to go offensive line here. There's a lot of guys that I think they will consider. A lot of people have Jawan Taylor going. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a little bit of a sense, but I think Jonah Williams is the safest offensive lineman in the draft. I think he's pretty polished and ready to roll. They slot him in at right tackle, and uh, the, that's who the Jags are going to take. Jonah Williams, seventh overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That makes tons of sense to me. I mean, he's he's a guy who could probably, if they needed him to, slide into guard as well if mm-hmm. they had injuries. Um, yep. He's... Yeah, he's a technician. I like that. Pick I, a I don't lot. think he's ever going to be an all pro, but I think he's going to be a good offensive lineman for years to come. He fits their personality, too. I mean, he's he's, you know, lunch pail. He's he's a good run blocker. He can move. He can move the guys off the line in the, in the run game. You know, I like it. And, you know, just they got to they got to protect. So that's huge. I'll say this as a Jags fan. If they took Jonah Williams over Ed Oliver, I would be furious. Just like I was furious when they took Fournette in the top five. But oh God, I yeah. think it's what they're going to do. I think they're going offensive tackle here. Now, Tags, do you think it's going to be Hawkinson? No, I don't. I don't I don't even think that's in consideration, to be honest. Uh, I think that they would go TK. Why is Met- everyone I think they'd go Metcalf before they go with uh, Hawkinson. Metcalf at seven. You I, th- really I think, think so? it's very possible that Metcalf goes Ooh, top ten. And that Metcalf- would make me no. mad if you want to see me upset. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, man. Like, the guys that are attending the draft, like, Metcalf is going to go. It's just a matter of when. And, um, yeah. They're, I mean, the Jags need a number one Vegas receiver. Vegas has him as the heavy favorite to be the first wide receiver off the board. And look, mm. I don't see it. Tags, I know you're not especially excited about Metcalf either. You used to be, uh, but the tape tells a different story. If he goes in the top 10, I would be shocked. But, I like you know, Metcalf. people fall in love with these big talents. I just think that, yeah. um, you know, there's a couple other guys in this class who are just about as talented as in Nikhil Harry's right next to him in terms of athleticism. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Metcalf still. Like, I still think that you can't teach his size speed. I believe there's 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 parts to his game that people. I mean, when you talk about his route running, yes, is 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 there a development needed? Yes, absolutely. But um, you can't expect him to be like a fully 
like a full finished product. He's not Julio Jones. He's not. Just don't expect sure. him to be that. But I, I, I so want you're to, saying you're saying if the Bears had the seventh overall pick, you'd be fine with them taking him there. I don't. No, I'm not saying that. I'd be fine with it. I'm telling you, he's going to go there. Like <laughs> okay. I think that it would be best if he went to a team where he didn't have to be the number one, where he could be a field stretcher to start his career and kind of like develop into a better all around receiver. So not the Jags because he would be the number well, one. Well, Foles needs nothing. Foles needs a jump ball receiver. He really does uh, if he wants yeah. to succeed at all. And it's not to say that Metcalf is that guy. Uh, I think that you could actually argue that Hakeem Butler might be okay if they yeah, wait till the second to take Butler. There. Come on, man. But yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I wouldn't pick him, but I'm saying that the Jags, it wouldn't sh- shock me if they took him. I would take him over TJ Hawkinson. That uh, that much I do know. Yes, hmm. I would. All right. I don't know if you're I don't know if you're messing with me about Metcalf going at seven because maybe just <laughs> I think trying it's to possible. Make me mad. I'm telling you, man, like, like <laughs> I know. I, hold on. Do you think that DJ Chark so and DD Westbrook are going to be their number one and number two receivers for like the next five years? I don't No. Nope. And I sure hope it's not Metcalf. Okay. Right. Number eight tags. You've got this pick. <laughs> it's the Detroit Lions. Where are they going? Oh, uh, yeah. This this pick. Um, It got a little outside of where I wanted it to be. Um, Devin White would have been a nice pickup for them. What, what's that? Devin, Devin White, White was who nice I actually have mocked in my mock draft. Uh, that's yeah. who I wanted to go with here. And I'm really contemplating going with um, Devin Bush, but I, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take the yeah. I'm going to take the first cornerback off the board here. Um, someone to pair with Darius Slay. Uh, I'm going to go with Greedy Williams out of LSU. Um, this is the area where cornerbacks are probably going to start coming off the board. And um, Greedy is like, he's a, he's a bigger physical cornerback. He ran well in the 40. Um, I don't think that he's anywhere near Denzel Ward in coverage, but I mean, that's why he kind of falls to eight here. And the Lions, they kind of have, a, the Lions actually have a lot of directions they can go. They can add a pass rusher to go with Trey Flowers. Um, so Clell and Farrell could work, but they run more of a hybrid defense and Farrell's not really going to work in a three, four if they want to do that. He's someone that you want to keep on the field. So I just don't, like I said, Devin Bush is someone that I would consider, but I think I'm just going to go with Greedy Williams here and just um, pair him with Slay, and um, then Justin Coleman can cover the slot. Rashawn Melvin is just a guy on the depth chart now, but uh, sure. in, a, in a division where you're playing against Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Mitch Trubisky, yeah. and those guys three times or twice a year, um, you need some good cornerbacks, and Slay could use some help. I yeah. like Devin Bush, but that's too early for Devin Bush. I agree. Uh, he's just a little bit too small. We'll see what he does in the NFL because he's a player. But Greedy Williams is a nice pick here. Is he your number one cornerback on your board, Danny? I actually have Byron Murphy Same. slightly ahead of him. But Me too, barely. I like this fit. Yes. I think this is a good fit for them. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really high on Greedy. In fact, I think so. I, I think he's not my number 11 overall. Let's see. Yeah, he's my number 11. Murphy's my number eight. So I, I have them close by, like close together. They're different styles of players. Murphy could maybe play inside. Um, Murphy's yeah. more of a zone corner where it's like the Lions play a lot of man coverage. So I actually, that's why I like the fit. Yeah. And that's why I see them going greedy. I, I actually, yeah. I, I'm with you. I like Murphy as the best cornerback, but he's more of a zone guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I don't mind that pick at all. All right, Danny, we're to number nine with the Buffalo Bills. It's your pick. All right. I've got their biggest needs as a quarterback, <laughs> wide oh, receiver, shit. running back, <laughs> defensive tackle, and tight end. Obviously, yeah. they're not taking a quarterback. Are you going with the first wide receiver here? You know, I think that I am. I, I'm torn on DK Metcalf. He is ultimately my top receiver, but he I got him ranked in the 20s. Um, but I agree with what you guys are talking about earlier that there's going to be potentially a top 10 receiver in this class. I mean, it just seems like the NFL still very much values that position. Um, and you just, I mean, he has very, DK Metcalf has very rare traits. And so I'm going with DK Metcalf for 
the rare traits thing, number one. But number two, I think he'd be a perfect fit for what the Bills seem to be building in terms of their offense where very, you know, run heavy. Josh Allen is going to contribute to the run game a lot, but he's also throws deep at a higher percentage um, than any other quarterback in the NFL. And, and he's right. obviously not accurate, but that's where DK Metcalf kind of comes into play because he has a very huge catch radius. Yes. So I think overall he fits what they want to do philosophically. Um, he's my top receiver by a hair. I like a couple other guys a lot too, but um, yeah, I think it just, it, to me, this makes sense. I think Metcalf could be a top 10 pick. It's going to, again, it wouldn't shock me if he wasn't. And if he fell kind of into the teens or early twenties, it wouldn't shock me. But yeah, yeah I kind of I just like this this thing, they, this pairing. They need to get guys. They need to get some talent for for Josh Allen to give them a chance to see if he's really the answer there. I think. Tags, do you think Metcalf the best possible fit for him is Buffalo? I don't. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, absolutely not. <laughs> right. right. Um, you know, they have John Brown there. Robert Foster was stretching the field a little bit. They have Zay Jones playing the slot. So, I mean, it's not to say that, I mean, they need a big wide receiver. Um, but I I almost like Ed Oliver to them here. Um, Oliver's, mm. you know, highly considered a top five player in the draft. I have him there in the top five. Um, and they just lost Kyle Williams to retirement. So, I mean, wide receiver is interesting this year. And I, again, there is going to be a team that, that, Drafts are wide receiver higher than you think. It's always going to happen. Um, <laughs> but this this receiver class, it's almost like it's it's. I don't think it's very top heavy. Like a lot of people have talked about this being one of the best receiver classes of all time. I don't think it is because I don't think there's a a, a lock superstar. I think AJ Brown might be. He's he's my top guy now. Um, but outside of him, I don't feel conf- confident saying that someone else is going to be in this league for 10 plus years, knowing that like for a fact, yeah. I wouldn't bet money on I it. I feel like you've got 12 second rounders and yeah. uh, that's about it. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of guys meshed into that second tier for sure. Um, but again, we are going to see a wide receiver go. And I think that it's, I still think is the Jags potentially at number seven to get Foles Yikes. a weapon. Um, <laughs> Because like he needs that Alshon Jeffrey, he needs that guy that can you know that offers that big catch radius. Because Nick Foles isn't like he's not the most accurate accurate guy when he's under pressure, which he's going to be behind that offensive line. He kind of just throws the ball up and hopes his receiver. Not anymore. Comes down Got with Jonah it. Williams, baby. Yeah, but yeah, no. I mean, I I think this is very possible by the Bills. Ed Oliver is the one I mocked them. I can't believe Ed would, Oliver is still there at number ten. With that either, yeah, that's that's a good. That would have been a good pick too. All right, Tags, number 10, Denver Broncos. We go on quarterback here. Dwayne Haskins on the board for you. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I didn't envision him being here. Um, yeah, we're going to, man, I, I almost do they forget. like Drew Locke more? It's so nuts that I, I actually almost <laughs> forgot that he that Haskins was on the board because I, didn't, I don't envision him being here on draft night. I, I don't think that if he makes it to the Giants, I don't think he goes past them. Um, but being that he is on the board, I will take him for the Broncos. Um, you know, Drew Locke is a guy that they could consider, but I think if Haskins is there, like, you know, we talk about Elway being that, you know, he wants that prototypical pocket passer. Haskins is that, regardless of what Stephen A said. <laughs> Haskins is not a runner. You know, if he's running the ball, you, you have some serious issues with your offense. Haskins has the foot mobility of Ben Roethlisberger, Joe, Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good too because Flacco being there is like that bridge, yeah. you know, for Haskins because Haskins, people forget about Trubisky. When he came in the league, he had minimal starter experience too. And it's like he needed some experience. And I think that's why you saw yeah. Trubisky struggle his rookie year a little bit, not only because he was part of a very vanilla offense, but because he didn't have experience. You know, he got that experience and he took a step forward last year. I think Haskins could actually learn some things from Joe Flacco and um, eventually take over for the Broncos. So uh, if he falls to 10, I would be extremely shocked if the Broncos don't take Dwayne Haskins. I agree yeah. with that. I have a major dilemma here. 
There's a couple <laughs> yeah, really we're, we're good We're going to get to 11 here in just a second with the San Francisco 49ers. First, though, I want to tell you a little bit about HelloFresh. So when I get this box of food from HelloFresh, I tear that bad boy open. I look to see what I'm going to be eating that week. There's always three delicious meals in there. And, you know, I've got a book of all the meals that I've made just because it gives you really good step-by-step instructions. I like to keep them because they're so good and I can make them again by myself. HelloFresh makes Conquering the Kitchen a reality with delicious, simple recipes. It's fresh, pre-measured ingredients and easy-to-follow, six-step pictured recipe cards are delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. Spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping so you can get that time back to do more of what you love. You've got three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family, with the option to switch between them when your taste changes. I love the family one. They give you so much food that even like a family of five could not eat it all. You've always got leftovers, and it is great leftover. All right, so here's the offer for you guys. We've got $80 off your first month of HelloFresh if you go to HelloFresh.com slash pros80 and enter the promo code PROS80. That's P-R-O-S-80. Again, HelloFresh.com slash PROS80 for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. All right, Danny, back to the draft. You've got pick number 11 with the San Francisco 49ers. Who are you taking? So I actually think this worked out pretty well for the 49ers in terms of trading back. Obviously, they already had Nick Bosa was off the the board, so they couldn't Mm -hmm. get him. Um, But they still have a choice here between maybe Montez Sweat. I don't know how highly they're going to grade him, but he, to me, seems like a a good fit for what they do in that 4-3 defense in San Francisco. Um, To me, he's more of a hand-in-the-dirt kind of pass rusher type guy. Brian Burns is still on the board, and Ed Oliver is still on the board. I think that's right. every, every time I try and mock a defensive tackle to the 49ers, 49er fans get so mad at me yes, because they, they already got, you know, they already have Buckner, um, Armstead, and then obviously Solomon Thomas. I think some people still see him as an inside guy more. No. They just don't have much edge rush, edge rush presence. So I have a real kind of just dilemma here. I don't really know what the 49ers would prefer. I think Ed Oliver is the top guy on the board. But I don't know if they just would prefer to have have an edge rusher at this spot. Like, depends on how different, I guess, how 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 far off the two grades are between Oliver and a, and a, and a Montez Sweat or potentially Brian Burns. Um, Do you guys think Oliver could play outside because he is so unbelievably quick? I mean, I think he could. His length is an issue, but he's so powerful. It's almost like <laughs> I'm not I'm not comparing. I mean, he's not Aaron Reggie Donald. White, Aaron Donald like, can play outside, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. He's like an Aaron Donald light, right? I think Quinnen Williams would be more my, my, my comparison for him, but I, I think he could like in a 3-4. I don't think he'd play edge in a 4-3, though. Yeah, this is just really tough. I think I'm going to go... I think the NFL is going to have Montez Sweat higher than Burns, so I think I'm going to go yeah. Sweat at this spot, even though I particularly... or I personally like Burns quite a bit, um, and I think Burns actually would be a really excellent fit in the in the 49ers defense as a kind of a Leo rusher. But um, I'm going to go with Sweat just because I think they'll love his upside, his athleticism, um, his ability to rush from the outside, which they just haven't had. I think they wanted to come out of this draft with an edge rusher. Bosa, you know, didn't work out. So I think Sweat is a good consolation prize. Plus they got a first for next year and a second for this year. So. To me, that seems like a pretty good haul for them. Mm-hmm. I think Burns is a really quality player. I think 11 might have been too early for him, but Sweat at 11 is an absolute dream. Ed Oliver at 11 would have been a dream, Gosh, too. I know. Uh, Jordan crazy. Reed posted this on Twitter the other day. So Ed Oliver's short shuttle time, 4.19. And he said, to put that in perspective, here's some other notable results. Antonio Brown, 4.18. 
Julio Jones, 4.25. Saquon Barkley, 4.24. Deshaun Jackson, 4.19. Same as Ed Oliver. Aaron Donald, (laughs) 4.39. Ed Oliver is such a great athlete. Oh, yeah. Definitely is. Speaking of Ed Oliver, I got the Packers here at number 12. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And they really don't even need a defensive tackle. They don't need one, per se. <laughs> they always take best player available, though. Are they going to go that far? Uh, I think I got to take Oliver here. I mean, I, okay, let me let me tell you what else I'm considering. Uh, I think that Devin Bush would be someone that they like, his ability to play sideline to sideline. Um, I think they probably would look at a couple of the tackles at this spot. I think they had Jawan Taylor in for a visit. Um, Balaga is in, coming into the last year of his deal, so they have to start thinking about the future at that position. But I just feel like if if Oliver fell all the way to number twelve, um, you look at some of their impact players on the defensive line. I mean, Mike Daniels is six foot, and he's so disruptive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kenny Clark is he's six three, but he's he's definitely like a compact player. Um, they assign a couple of edge rushers in Darius Smith and Preston Smith. Mm-hmm. Um. The yeah. defense would be amazing with the Ed defense Oliver would be so much fun, and I think you guys are right that Oliver in a fourth in a three four I think could play multiple roles. They could have mm-hmm. him at like the five technique or whatever in certain situations. Um, so I don't know like what the reaction to this would be, but I kind of just think it would be fun to have Ed Oliver on the Packers <laughs> defense. I think that they would have him highly graded. They have a really good rotation on the front four or front. Andy, the last time we did this mock draft, we did it based on what I would do, what what we would do if we were the teams, and I yeah. picked a cornerback for them because the Packers just picked the best player available, and Grady Williams was still on the board. Uh, I got a lot of hate for it on Twitter because Green Bay <laughs> Packers fans did not like that. Um, but, you know, if Ed Oliver was there, I think they would just be so pumped. I think they could do a lot of things with him. I, they could even play him at outside linebacker if they wanted. Can he play <laughs> wide receiver? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he could play fullback. I could see him doing something <laughs> like that within their offense. So yeah. um, I just think this is as far as I'm willing to let Oliver fall. I guess I'll put it That's that fair. Way. All right, Tags, you've got pick 13, I believe, with the uh, Miami Dolphins. Which way are we going here? After losing every single edge rusher on the roster, essentially, the Dolphins are going to select Clellan Farrell here, and they're going to run up to the podium to do it. Dude, I I got Clellan Farrell, like, at pick four. Get out of (laughs) here. Did you really take him? Yeah, dude. I didn't realize you did. I thought you picked someone else. Should have traded, man. Should have traded. You can still trade. I'll trade him right now. Yeah, this just is... like uh, Eli Manning. Whenever you know, oh, my, in in draft trade or whatever. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is make me an offer, buddy. Oh, I can't make you an offer. Um. So now I'm wishing that Ed Oliver did fall. Um. Now you're man. in big trouble. I've seen a lot of people give Oliver to the Dolphins. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see it too. They just need help. Do on it, that dude. Entire... Jeffrey Simmons, what? right here. The Dolphins aren't winning anyway. <laughs> I know you love Simmons. You've got him in your top ten on your big board. I saw that. Man, uh, yeah, Simmons, yeah, but the off the field stuff is going to push him down draft boards and the torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to take him here. Um, geez, this is ugly. Um, not it's not like the end. Dolphins don't have needs like offensive line, quarterback, linebacker, defensive line, wide receiver, running back. Did I forget something? No, Flores, <laughs> you know, being he's going to run probably a hybrid defense. I'm just going to take Brian Burns here. I think he's flexible mm-hmm. um, in terms of what he can offer the team. And if I wait until later in the draft to try and grab an edge rusher, there's going to be no sure thing. Burns showed the ability to put on weight uh, at the combine and still looked really good. Apparently his mm-hmm. pro day went really well as well. So uh, I'm going to take Brian Burns here. Some people might consider to reach, but uh, he's been moving up draft boards quite rapidly. And knowing that the other, you know, dominant edge players are for sure things. I just can't. I can't. So I'm going to take Burns. Tags. I love Burns. 
I am not fond of this pick because you just sniped me. Yeah, I know. The, I'm sitting the here Falcons, with the Atlanta yeah. Falcons yeah. thinking, oh, I'm going to get Brian Burns at 14. And then you go and do this, even though the Dolphins have so many other needs. I'm mad at you. I don't know. That's the- <laughs> I'm going to make you have a blonde mustache. <laughs> so the the Dolphins, Cameron Wake, Robert Quinn, William Hayes, and Andre Branch are all off the roster. Like you, you can't lose yeah. that many players and then not replace them. So they have to start rebuilding. And I think Burns is good for yeah. a hybrid uh, defense. Mm-hmm. I like the pick for the, I like the fit for the Dolphins. It's a very good one. Now, Danny, yeah. you're pretty fond of Brian Burns, aren't you? I'm I'm I I would say I'm higher on on him than the consensus for sure. I think he has two or three things. I'd say he has three things that you can't teach, and that is length, explosiveness, and flexibility. There's a lot of concerns about his ability to defend the run. I, I get that. I just don't think it matters to, yeah. to NFL yeah. teams. I think he's going to be a pass rusher. They can probably, you know, teach him techniques to take on blocks a little bit better. Um, I think having a little more weight is going to help. Um, you know, he's young still. I just think he has incredible upside as a pass rusher specifically. Um, and to me, I think that is just more important to defensive coordinators at this point in time. I, I think the NFL teams value explosiveness more than I think a lot of people realize. And so um, I just really like Burns. Um, I do think the the weight thing is a concern. And then, like I said, the, the run defense thing is a concern. But um, where he excels, I think that is highly, highly valued by NFL teams. Tags, be honest. Did you take him? Did you snipe me because I took Farrell from you? No, I sniped him because I didn't have any other choice. Um, like <laughs> looking at the other positions, like I debated going with like an offensive tackle that could have made some sense because I, I just feel like their offensive line outside of Laramie Tunsil is just there's a bunch of unsure things there. So I could see them going offensive line, but I think they could find offensive line in, in the second round with their pick there. Whereas you're not going to find an edge rusher like a Brian Burns in the second round. Yeah. yeah. All right. Atlanta Falcons at 14. I finally got a pick. It's been a little while since pick seven that I had a pick. Uh, Atlanta Falcons are either going defensive line or offensive line. I think defensive line, if one of their guys are still there, uh, Ed Oliver falling would have been great. Brian Burns would have been really nice, obviously. I'm going to go with uh, Rashawn Gary. I could see this is where he kind of starts to be an option for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. I think the, the hype had him in the top five, top ten early on in the draft process, which I just never really understood. Um, but he's kind of the same, he's in a similar, I think, tier is Burns in the sense that his physical potential is like off the charts. Yeah. Um, he didn't produce at Michigan, so that's, that's a huge (laughs) concern for me, but, um, I think teams will look at him and be like, we can mold him into an elite pass rusher or whatever. And he's also very good against the run. So, you know, both him and Burns, I could see either of them getting into that top 10. I think it's more likely they fall in the 12 to 16 pick range. Yeah. Um, this was the last guy I was willing to take for the Falcons before I went on over to the offensive line tags. Is this what you would see them doing as well? Yeah, I I think it's in the, definitely in the realm of possibilities, Gary, that's exactly, I think he's going in that range. Like I had him fall to, I think 17 in my most recent mock to the giants. Uh, some people are saying that there's no way he falls there and that they might actually take him at six, but I don't, I feel like there's enough question marks about his play and like, you know, why was there a lack of production in Michigan? Uh, what's the best fit for him? You know? Um, so I, I do think he falls just a little bit. So the Falcons, I, I do think that it's either defense or offensive line for them, uh, or <laughs> defense, obviously defense or offensive line. Um, but <laughs> knowing that the edge rushers are gone, um, knowing that they got Grady Jarrett back under contract, um, I just think that it's not—it's never a bad thing to have depth on that defensive line, and they can mm-hmm. use it, obviously, after last year dealing with all the injuries that they did. I think they saw what, the importance of depth and how much it can cost you your season if you don't have it. So uh, it's either that or offensive line for them, for sure. 
All right, Tags. Uh, actually, it's Danny's pick with Washington at number 15. Which way are this, we going here? Quarterback? This is this is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing what teams we think teams will do, you believe they will correct? do, yeah. <sighs> do they like Drew Locke? That's a good question. Or Daniel Jones, I suppose. Um, I know. I'm, I'm yeah. in the same boat. <laughs> you know what? So they've got sort of... They've got uh, Case Keenum kind of lined up mm-hmm. to start for this year. That's sort of their bridge. Alex Smith's future is up in the air. This quarterback class, I don't think, inspires a ton of confidence. Maybe I could they want to see... see what they have with Alex Smith before they pick a quarterback. Yeah, I could see them holding off at I this agree. spot, especially if Haskins is off the board. And there's a million. <laughs> there's really like legitimately a ton of different directions I could go here because they have yeah. needs pretty much everywhere. I kind of like Devin Bush to the Redskins here. Don't um, do it. I love Devin Bush. I think behind that front, they've got an they've got an incredible front, you guys. Jonathan Allen, oh, yeah. John Payne, Ionitis. Yeah. I mean, they've got some incredible, incredible players on that front. With all with so many edge rushers off the board here. Um, just imagine a Devin Bush playing like clean, you know, he's not getting blocked downfield because that defensive front has just taken on so many blocks. Leaving him to fly around, you know, sideline to sideline, I think that's perfect for him. He could play on the inside there. Um, they could play him outside a little bit too, I think, but because um, he is an excellent pass rusher. So um, I kind of like that fit for them. I think obviously a lot, of, a lot of people have White, uh, Devin White, mm-hmm. as sort of the Redskins' top target there, but I think Bush would be an excellent consolation prize. I, I have actually Bush ranked slightly higher. Um, so I, they're like, t- they're kind of, you know, one right A, one B. Same tier. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, um, I like that one a lot just because he's he could fly around. Um, you know, assuming Reuben Foster ends up being a long-term, you know, player there, that could be a, an excellent middle linebacker kind of duo. And so um, they keep adding to their front seven with this pick here. I really like that pick, Danny. And I was thinking, oh, man, there's a chance Devin Bush falls to the Giants at 17. I was <laughs> crossing my fingers. I knew if he got past you here, Carolina wasn't going to take him. And so I was going to run to the podium, but uh, Devin Bush going to 15, uh, going to Washington at 15 is, is pretty much ideal. It's a really good landing spot. Yeah, I agree. And the Panthers are going to run up to the the draft and the, the podium, and they're going to select uh, Juwan Taylor from Florida, offensive tackle. Uh, they signed Daryl Williams to a one-year contract, which kind of tells you all you need to know. They're, and they released McAleel. Yeah. Uh, so they're definitely moving forward. Uh, they're they're going to need some answers there. And Juwan Taylor, you know, he's he's a he's going to create some push in the run game. We know they obviously want to run the ball, uh, need some protection up front. So uh, Juwan Taylor, welcome to the Panthers. Ouch, man. This is rough for me. I was going to take Juwan Taylor now, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an easy pick, though, right there. Yeah. yeah. He just fits their their personality. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go with a oh, man. So now I'm, now I'm thinking maybe wide receiver here. Wide receiver or offensive tackle. For the Giants? Um, What's that? For the Giants? For the Giants, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I would hate to be. You know, for, for while you're thinking about that, Bobby. So this is the 17th pick. This is the one that the the Giants got back for Odell Beckham. Okay, That's imagine right. being a wide receiver drafted with this pick. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Suck. Like, what is that going to create for you? Like, it's like, oh, thanks a lot, guy. Uh, we we gave up Odell Beckham to get you. <laughs> you know, it's I I wouldn't want to be that guy. Live in that shadow forever. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to happen if they draft a receiver here for sure. You know what I'm going to do? I think the Giants would go Drew Locke if he was still available at 17. I don't think they're going to trade up to get him. I don't think he's really their guy. But if he drops to 17, which I don't think will probably happen, but when you do these mock drafts, weird things always happen. When you do the NFL draft in real life, Mm -hmm. weird things always happen. If Drew Locke falls to 17, I think the Giants would probably go with him. Otherwise, their fan base would just be furious. 
I I kind of agree here. Um, yeah. And obviously, if they're going to start Eli Manning, it's probably a good thing because Locke can work on a lot of his mechanics and stop throwing off his side, off his back foot, off a million different <laughs> angles, even when he has nobody within five yards of him. Um, yeah, I'm trying to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they can let Eli Manning play for another two years while Drew Locke gets ready, right? Yeah. Oh, nobody wants go. to see that. <laughs> three, three, three to five years, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's on to pick number 18 with the Minnesota Vikings. Tags, you've got this pick. All right, so this one, I, you know. This is the easiest pick in the world, in my opinion. It, yeah, it, well, it's going to be easy just because, like, I, I basically I'm able to select a player here that is on the board and he offers some versatility on the offensive line. That's Cody Ford from Oklahoma. Um, you know, he could play right tackle. He can come in and play either guard spot. I do believe that. I think that he's pro ready. I think he's like a sure thing. I think he's one of the sure things I, I that I truly believe in at either guard or tackle. And uh, the Vikings, if you watched any games of theirs, you know, like you understand they need a lot of help on that offensive line. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. Uh, if Cody Ford's on the board, they should select him. If you did not pick an offensive lineman, you would have been fired right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's Just possible. like the guy in, uh, yeah. what was that movie, Draft Day or whatever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that terrible <laughs> the, movie. That, the I, GM I never fired it, You know what? Was, was it realistic? No, but I, I find enjoyment in, in stuff like that. I, 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 I enjoyed oh, the Oh, man, they movie. blew it. A lot of people are going to give me crap for that. I know it, and that's fine. If but. they drafted that linebacker number one overall and he should have gone like 15th, he would have been not only fired, he would have been killed. <laughs> They're going to kill him. <laughs> oh, my God. Sports All right. Cody serious. Ford off the board at number 18 to the Vikings. Tags, I think that was a really good pick. I would have gone Andre Dillard. I think you're right. I think the Vikings would go forward there. Danny, you've got number 19 with the Tennessee Titans. I have a, t- I have a hard time with the Titans because uh-huh. they just, I don't know. They, they Number one, they've got a solid amount of uh, of needs, but at the same time, they ha- they do have a pretty balanced roster. And yeah. they've invested a lot in the receiver position um, over the last few years. You know, the defensive line, they they got a, a edge rusher whose name is escaping me. Harold Landry um, last year? Yes, yes. And so they've kind of got – they've got some ammo, you know, at some key positions. They they have good corners, or at least they've got – they've invested in the cornerback position over the last few years. Um so I have a hard time kind of figuring out what they're going to do I'm with you. Here. I'm with you 100%. And, like, I've felt the same way. Every time I get to the Titans, I feel like they're the they're hardest a team to draft for. Yeah. They are a roster. Yeah. They are a balanced roster. And I don't think that there's many, like, totally clear-cut needs. They're a team that could take a quarterback. Like, if Drew Locke felt yeah. I mean, right. obviously, you know, they, they traded for Ryan Tannehill. So that <laughs> might change that. But <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah they've got Marcus Morrow. He's that. a top-10 quarterback, don't you know, Tag? Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> These I mean, Titans fans can... always getting after tags and I when we talk like Marcus Mariota is not a top twenty quarterback. Sorry, oh, goodness. guys. Yeah. Um, wide receiver, but you're right. They've invested so much. So safety, tight end. I mean, they have a solid offensive line. I think mm-hmm. guard could be a need for them. Um, but I'm not sure the value fits for that right here. I think one player that I've been kind of mocking to them sort of commonly is Christian Wilkins. That's who I have Clemson. So I think I'm gonna go with him here. I think pairing him up with Jarrell Casey would be kind of fun on that defense. He's very versatile. I think he's he's one of those things where he's he's another high floor guy because he's like, you know, five star in terms of his his uh, you know off field stuff, his 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 personality and all that. He's going to be a leader on that team, um, and it gives them some depth on the inside. It gives them some versatility. He rushed on the outside every once in a while for Clemson. Not that he's necessarily best at that, but. He kind of he has that versatility to kind of do a lot of different things for them. I like it. That's why I have mocked to them. Pittsburgh's got pick number twenty tags. DK Metcalf, 
Ole Miss wide receiver. <laughs> that was so quick. Oh yeah, he uh, like. Wait, isn't DK off the board? No. Tags is trying to cheat. DK Metcalf went number nine to Buffalo. Oh my God. He did go. We talk about so many (laughs) possibilities and I think that's what screws me up. I know we need to be a little more clear. I think. Yeah. I'm sitting here. I've got the whole draft board ahead of me. And by the way, if you guys want to watch, like if you're doing this contest with us, the accuracy contest, it's going to be very similar to what you're seeing on my screen. So you can watch this on youtube.com slash fantasy bros. That's our YouTube channel. Get us, give us a a subscription too, if you don't mind, but um, you can see the big board here as I'm doing the, the podcast so i see this i forget that you guys can't even see it so <laughs> tags i'm making fun of you oh, but it's understandable not cool. but. all right so i'm trying to think and like so i actually think that it wouldn't be a bad pick to take aj brown here um because i do mm. think that they need a receiver um but dante moncrief they signed him to a two-year deal it tells me they probably are going to play him james washington is still a developmental but he's going to play and they have juju so uh, you know what this is really tough. Um, so Vance McDonald is uh, obviously a receiving tight end. He's not much of a blocker. He's had a tr- he's had a lot of trouble staying on the field. Um, so this could actually be where T.J. Hawkinson comes off the board. That's where I had him in my last mock draft. Yeah, it, it kind of makes Hold sense. On, you're changing sense. your pick here. I thought you went A.J. Brown. You're going with a, the tight end. I am going to go with the tight end here just because I. I would like AJ Brown, but I don't think they're going to take him. I think that he's too similar to Juju Smith-Schuster. I think they're they're actually very similar yeah. players. That's why I comped mm-hmm. to AJ Brown. Um, so you know they need a linebacker, they need an edge rusher, but it just feels like here is just a bad spot in the draft. So it's either they trade or they stay here and they take a player. And uh, TJ Hawkinson, some people would be surprised to see him last this long. Me, I'm not really surprised. I think he should fall um, further than this. But th- you know, based on all the hype that we're hearing. I do think he's going to go in the first round, so I'm going to give him to the Steelers here. Speaking of sniped, because I think that would have been a great pick for the Seahawks. Um, I want to make you a trade, a trade okay. offer, by the way. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Okay, so the Chargers want to move up from pick number 28 to 21, and we're willing to throw in pick 91 in the third round with our first round pick to do that. Yeah, I, I had that circled as an option, so I'm going to go ahead and take that that trade back. Um, it lines up with the, the, the draft uh, value calculator or whatever that a lot of teams use. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Let's do it. Cool. All right. I did this in the last mock too to take uh, the player that I'm going to take right now. The Chargers would love to add Andre Dillard right here. I could see Dillard sneaking into the first uh, 10 picks. I think he might be the best offensive lineman in the draft. He's got a lot of upside. He's a very polished pass protector Mm. out of Washington State. Andre Dillard to the Chargers at pick number 21. I hate that you gave me the Ravens at 22. I just want you to know that. Does anybody want to trade up to this pick? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Let me take a look really quick. I mean, I'm trying to write down the the trade. I'm dead serious because like right now, so the, I mean, they have a lot of needs, um, especially on their defense after losing Suggs, Smith, mostly. Um, but there's nobody on the board that's I, I feel that's worthy to be taken here. Um, there was, there's already been a lot of edge defenders that have come off the board. Um, I don't. I feel like it's stupid. And pardon me for this one is I, I think it's stupid for the Ravens to take a wide receiver here. And the reason I say that is because they're not going to be a pass first team like. Mm. Lamar Jackson is not he's not an accurate quarterback you know that's not what he is it's like I feel like this team should build to their strengths but the issue is that if their defense isn't good they're not gonna be able to play the game that Lamar Jackson does best and that's why it worked on the stretch people talked about Joe Flacco and how going to Lamar Jackson he got him in the playoffs and this and that it's because their defense allowed him to do that allowed them to play that game if they fall behind in games because their defense is not good 
it's going to be a problem because Lamar Jackson's not going to be able to bring them back. So they're not built for that at all. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's where it's like with me, it's like I'm in a really tough spot with the Ravens here, where I don't know what they should be doing. I I think they should be a team that's willing to trade up in the draft just to get one of those linebackers, uh, Devin Bush, Devin White, um, getting an edge rusher, trading up to get one of those guys because I just can't see anybody being on the board here. That it's like if they stay here, it, it feels like they're going to take a wide receiver, and I feel like it's a waste. Patriots will listen. What kind of offer are you going to give me? To move back to 32? Yeah. Um, give me the third this year, and I'll move back from 22 Too to much. 32. Too much. <laughs> Patriots aren't trading up unless you're giving me some kind of value. I'm, I'm talking fifth round. Not going to do that. So we're going to... Or fourth so next year. We're going to select... Man. I'll give you a third next year. What? Third next year and 132 to move up. I'll take it. Okay, good. Give us A.J. Brown. <laughs> that's that's actually a good piece for the the Patriots. They can use him. He moves all. Patriots around. were not getting AJ Brown unless they traded up, and the Patriots never trade up. But if they could get AJ Brown while surrendering a third next season, ooh, I think they might do it. What do you think about that, Danny? I like that. I mean, I think I struggle with the. I mean, they didn't give up a ton, frankly, so that's good. But like the trade up for AJ Brown in, in this class, where there's so many different receivers, I think that could contribute to that offense. It might be a little bit rich, but I think he's sure. he's a very good player. I, I like him a lot. I think he'd be a lot of fun in that offense. Um, he's kind of different than the types of receivers they have now, so that adds some you know versatility to their offense. Mm-hmm. And he can play inside for sure. I think he has the potential to play outside a little yep. bit. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, it's a great fit. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't have a huge problem with it. I, I don't know for sure if they would trade up, but um, it's not like a huge, huge cost for them to do it. Right. I feel like... If, you know, if I would have waited to 32, then I might not be looking at Nikhil Harry might be gone. Both of the other tight ends might be gone. A.J. Brown might be gone. And if that's the case, hopefully I can trade back, but I don't want to bank on it. I could go up and draft that uh, that edge rusher. What's his name? Uh, Winovich. I think he's a good fit for the Patriots, but uh, really only if you can trade back into the middle of the second round. So um, I got my guy. I think the Patriots, their window is closing. Uh, he's, we've he's been saying that for a while, but Brady yeah, has to get, early. he's getting old. Mm-hmm. And I think AJ Brown can help them win this year. No other wide receiver in the draft class can do that. Yeah, I think that's true. Sure. All right. Houston Texans. Uh, whose pick is this? All right. This is my pick. All right. Um, so who's on the board? So let's check this out. We got Byron Murphy's still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any top tackles? Houston signed Bradley Roby and Brian body Calhoun. So it's like, I, I believe me, I think yeah. they need cornerback help and I think they still might, but with all the money they have invested in Colvin, Jonathan Joseph's there. Uh, believe me, I've, I've looked at that. I think they have to go offensive line, right? I mean, yeah, that would be prudent because there's still like the word, like, uh, Deshaun Watson's getting sacked, I think more than anyone yeah, in that. Like 61 times last year. Oh man. Um, yeah, I think it's offensive line or maybe running back here. I don't think they'll do that. Um, they got two man. picks in the second to do that. Yeah. Is this too early for a guy like, I mean, you could go, you could even make the argument that like, uh, Caleb McGarry is a first rounder. I kind of like Dalton Risner a little bit. Me too. I like him a lot here. Um, and then the other kind of dark horse for this spot could be Greg Little, but, um, man, what do you think about Chris Lindstrom? I think Garrett he's good Bradbury. too. Like he, he's he's athletic. He fits that. He's my top I think guard. What they want to do? Maybe I'll go him because he. I think he fits their their offense a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know he's got that. He's light footed. He's he's very athletic. I wonder if people would think this is too early, but I, I kind of like that pick. 
I have Lindstrom mocked in mine. I have him going at 18. It feels a little bit early, like maybe they yeah. could trade back, but I don't know who would trade up here. Yeah, I'll, I'll be willing to hear offers for trade-ups, but I think if not, I'll go with I'll go with Lindstrom here. Yeah. Hmm. Let me take a quick look at my second-round picks I've got. Oakland from 35. I really like who I'm going to take at 35. Not that we're going into 35 picks, but just, <laughs> you know, if I'm the GM, what I have in mind there. Yeah. So uh, on average, over the last three years, there's been two offensive guards slash centers drafted in the first round on average. So it's like, mm-hmm. this would be the first one. Yeah. I think this is actually a, a good spot for him. So I'm going to go with Chris Lindstrom. I was going to make an offer with uh, Jacksonville, but it probably would not have been enough. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good fit for Houston. Their fans probably wouldn't be very excited, but I think it would help their football team quite a bit. Yeah, I mean they got it. They have they just have to protect a little bit better. I think their run game could actually improve quite a bit as well. Um, and I mean it's not sexy like you said, but I think it's important. Yeah, tags. If I were to trade it up with Jacksonville and taking Noah Fant, what would you have thought about that pick? Not bad. I mean Noah Fant can kind of take that role of that that big bodied receiver that we're talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I know he's your favorite tight end, isn't he? He is. He's actually my, basically, if you're looking for a possession style tight end, I, I just think Hawkinson, I think the love has gone overboard. I, I I think he's a well-rounded tight end and that's fine. But do I think that he's Travis Kelsey? I do not. Do I think he's Rob Gronkowski? Or, or far and away better than everybody else, at least. Like maybe he's number one, but he's not that much better than Irv Smith uh, Jr. And uh, there, no yeah, they're three different tight ends for sure. Um, But I mean, me personally, if Fant fits the game the way it's played today, and uh, I think he could walk in and play a, pos- like a possession receiver role. And I think Smith Jr. is better fit for fantasy. That's why I have him as my number one in terms of fantasy. Now he's my number three if I was an NFL team. Uh, Danny, you took Chris Lindstrom. Is that correct? Yes. All right. I've got the Oakland Raiders here, and I've got three of the next 10 picks, I believe. (laughs) Um, So here's what I have in mind. I'd really like to get a tight end from this bunch. I'd really like to get a running back. I'd really like to get a safety, and that's who I'm taking in the second round. Um, my favorite safety in this draft class is definitely going to be there. Tags, I saw you've got him ranked number 97 on your big board. So I didn't tell you this before the show, but we are not friends anymore because you do not love Darnell Savage and he is the greatest. I'm putting my name behind him even more than Clayton Thorson. This is my dude in this draft class. He's going to be a star. I'm okay. If you want to put Savage up there as like the third or fourth safety, I'm fine with that. Like, I I mean, if you want to say you like him better than Jonathan Abram, I'm down with that. Uh, Jonathan Abram reminds me of Jeff Heath, <laughs> um, but I, I'm not, I, I don't think it's a bad play, but he's not my top safety in this. Not Yeah. I mean, I know you got Deontay Thompson, you got Nassir Adderley, but Savage is my favorite. I'm waiting until the second round for him right now. Byron Murphy's <laughs> still on the board. They need a cornerback. That's where I'm going to go. And then I'll figure out running back or tight end at the next. Oh, I was like, so Danny, when you traded away out of Seattle's pick, I was just like, no, don't do it. I wanted you to, <laughs> I wanted you to take Murphy so bad. Cause I just feel like he'd walk in and he'd be that Richard Sherman, you know, at left cornerback, they can move, uh, uh, what's his name back yeah. over to right cornerback. Um, uh, Chicago yeah, Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. He struggled yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, he would fit, I think, the Seahawks. So Seahawks fans are very, very convinced that the Seahawks will never take a cornerback with their first pick yeah. because they haven't done it before. But I don't necessarily believe that 100%. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think it would have been a good pick. I mean, he could play inside potentially too. Mm-hmm. Seahawks do play a lot of bail, uh, you know, bail uh, zone looks. They, they mix up their coverage quite a bit. They're not all press. Um, obviously, with Richard Sherman, they were a lot of that. Yeah. But, you know, they, they mix it up a lot. And so... Um, I think Murphy actually would be a great fit. I think he's a very good player. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in this You said in he's in your top 10 on your big board, spot. right? Yeah, he's number eight for me. I just think he's so instinctive. He, he's so 
Um, he's able to decipher things on the fly very, very quickly, and that's what makes him good. He, he lacks a little bit of pure speed, but I think he makes up for it with his intelligence. You know, it's exactly what made Richard Sherman so great is his ability to just read the def- yep. or read what the the routes are. Yep. You know, and so yeah, I like him a lot. But this is a good spot for him. All right, Raiders got Clellan Farrell and Byron Murphy. Uh, now we're to the Philadelphia Eagles at twenty five. Oh man, the Eagles are another really tough team. I think the Eagles and the Titans are one of those teams that could go in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the the a popular pick here is running back. I personally don't think they're gonna do that, <laughs> just because I think Howie Roseman understands the replaceability of that position. Agree. Um, I don't know. He's, I don't so know. He's I, traded now for two of them. He traded for JGI. He traded for Jordan Howard. And I think just be, I think the fact that they got Jordan Howard does not eliminate a running back in the conversation, but I think the second round would make more sense. They have two second yeah. round picks, but like right. when you're drafting a running back in the, you know, third or fourth round, second round, you're expecting two years out of them, maybe three or four with Jordan Howard, you trade him, you get one year out of him. It costs you a fifth round pick. Who cares? Yeah, like I think yeah. I think that's a good. But I don't way think to they fix the need the though. That's my issue with that is that I don't think they fix the need at the running back position by signing Jordan Howard. Yeah, you know who I really like here, and this will probably, well, it's definitely a uh, redundancy because the Eagles already have Malik Jackson and, and Fletcher Cox on their defensive line, but I kind of like Jeffrey Simmons. Because they are, they are able to. I mean, they're still going to be in in the conversation as one of the top teams in the NFC, even without Simmons this season. Get him back next year, and they'd have again one of the most dominant defensive <laughs> lines in the NFL. I think that is the foundation of their defense. Mm-hmm. It's what, and it's like they're getting a top ten pick here because Simmons exactly. is a top ten talent, in my opinion. So, so I don't know, deep. you know, I, I think they would definitely highly consider him at this spot. He's, you know, Fletcher Cox is my comp for Jeffrey Simmons. <laughs> Obviously it's kind Ooh. of a layup because they're both from Mississippi state, but um, I don't know. I, I'm going with Jeffrey Simmons here. Yes. He can take the red shirt year. And I think he, they're getting a top 10 talent at, you know, whatever, 25 right now. So the best thing about this deal. is I know tags was going to take him with the Colts with the next pick. <laughs> Why is, is that, that right, the best tags? thing? <laughs> This guy. He's just trolling you. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. All right. So was I right? You were going to do it? Maybe. I'm not telling you. <laughs> we'll never know. You will never know. All right, Tags, you've got pick number 26 with the Colts. Um, I have them looking defensive tackle, Simmons, <laughs> wide receiver, cornerback, safety. They don't especially need anything, though. Um, so which direction are you going to go? Are you going to trade out? Yeah, they're a strong team. Um, they can go in a lot of different directions here, and they do have mm-hmm. uh, the Jets uh, pick early in the second round. So it's uh, this one is tough for me to do, um, but if I take a player, I- I'm thinking about going with uh, Nasir Adderley here. Uh, safety out of Delaware and I think that he would pair extremely well with Malik Hooker and I know they just re-signed Clayton Gathers but it was to a one-year deal Gathers has had a lot of trouble staying healthy throughout his career he is good when he's on the field but Adderley I think he makes a lot of sense he's someone that could go to the Eagles too he kind of makes a lot of sense to them uh, but I'm yeah. I'm gonna pair Hooker with Adderley here and I'm just gonna take him couple combo combo safeties I think yeah. that they could kind of do a lot of different things in coverage. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fun one. I, I like the idea of a, a safety to the, to the Colts in the first round. Danny, who's your top safety on your board? Let's see. Um, it kind of changes because I have like, I think right now it's Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I like him. He's more of like a nickel. Yeah, he's like defender. a defender. Yeah. 
Um, so he, I don't know if he necessarily counts past that. I got uh, Taylor Rapp at 37. I've He's got good. Abram at 42, Deontay Thompson at 46, Nasir Adderley at 49, and then Savage at 51. So there's a big clump right yeah. there of guys. Um, and I, I, they're all different. So it's For like sure. each guy kind of gives a different like um, dynamic to the defense. And so I, I like them all more or less. Not yeah. to completely sit mm-hmm. on the fence, but they all have their their strengths. All right, guys, Oakland Raiders. I said I was going to go running back or tight end since I'm taking Savage with uh, the third pick in the second round with the Raiders. Uh, I've got David Montgomery here, Josh Jacobs. I would think about, I wouldn't take Miles Sanders this early. There's going to be options. I might be able to get Miles Sanders later in the second round with the Oakland Raiders. So I'm going to go tight end here, and I'm going Noah Fant over Irv Smith Jr. for the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a connection I've made a few times too. I mean, I think he stylistically... Uh, very similar to Jared Cook in the sense that he can stretch it, stretch the seam, um, you know, dynamic after the catch. Maybe not renowned for his blocking, but he can get the job done. And in terms of like you know, like down blocks and combo blocks and things like that, he can he can block on the move. I think he's a good player. I think he's very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if they, te- they if they keep Derek Carr, they're going to need you know kind of that safety blanket. I think over the middle of the field. So yeah, I would love to see Fant go to the Packers at thirty. Um, I say I say that selfishly just because like I want a, a fantasy player out of it, and I think that yeah, learning yeah. from Jimmy Graham would be just like phenomenal. Like that's that's mm-hmm. a that's a good comp for him in terms of like what I don't know. He's not going to be the jump ball receiver maybe that Jimmy Graham was, but the possession style role. And um, you yeah. know, we know rookie tight ends often they don't they don't play as much as people think they're going to. Yeah, and it, there's generally a, a pretty good learning curve yeah. for those guys. All right, so we got the Seahawks on the board after trading back, picked up a third rounder, which I think they definitely want to do. And not to be boring, but I've had this guy con- like connected to the Seahawks in, in a few mock drafts, and I think he would fit their defense perfectly. But I like Jerry Tillery out of Notre Dame at this spot. Mm. Um, I think he is a very versatile defender. Uh, he could play five technique in the Seahawks front. They they like those big guys on the strong side a lot. Um, Pete Carroll has really liked having long defensive linemen in his defense. He's had one basically every season he's been here. And so a guy like Tillery who can play on the five technique spot on base downs and bump inside and, and rush on the inside in certain situations, um, explosive, he's got a lot of upside. I think that they need to tap into his uh, effort or, or whatever a little mm-hmm. bit to get him more consistency. But um, I think he's a high upside type of guy, and I think he's going to fit what the Seahawks want. It makes sense for the Seahawks. You know, they, they do a lot of times go with their front seven. Um I yeah. can definitely see that pick. My only thing is like I, I try and figure out even when looking at all these mock drafts that we have around is that a lot of people have, you know, they have five, six, you know, defensive tackles going in the first round. But the issue yeah. with that for me is like it's a devalued position in terms of like how NFL teams look at it. And right. like, I, again, I've, I've done this research so over the last three years. It's like on average, there's been five defensive tackles taken over the first two rounds combined uh, in each year. Wow. Now, this is wow. a very talented class, but it could also detract a few teams from selecting one early because they know they can probably get one a little bit later. Yeah, there's already f- four off the board before Tillery, so that's a good point. Um, it is a rare class in terms mm-hmm. of defensive line, but it is something to consider for sure. Very good defensive tackle class. I think I would have I would have gone with Fant if... Uh, if you Sorry about him that. There. <laughs> <laughs> Tags, you've got pick 28 with the Chiefs. I want to make a trade offer to you. The Jags are willing to move up. Uh, we'll offer a pick 38. That's in the second round. It's the sixth pick in the second round. And my third round pick, 98th overall uh, to move up uh, 10 spots. Danny actually has the Chiefs. Oh, you have the Chiefs. Danny, mm-hmm. what do you think I about do. that trade? You willing to move back? 
I think right now, I think at that spot, I think I'd be willing to make that trade. Yeah, I think okay. um, we've made a lot got, of trades here. They've got quite a few needs. I don't think they're going to want to take a guy like Jakai Polite this early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they they still need edge players. Yep. I think is kind of one of the big things. And so if they could get if they could get a couple of extra picks and trade back a few, what is it? What did you say? It was thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah. So you're trading back from uh, from twenty nine to thirty eight. I could see it happen. Yeah. And and there's there's kind of a a very I would say distinct um plateau at this spot kind of this area in terms of talent and so they could still trade back and get a very good player I think. And so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make that trade. All right, we're going to go grab Irv Smith Jr. before it's too late and uh, we have to take Jay Sternerberger for our tight end. Uh, the Jags are taking Smith Jr. I also thought about uh, moving up to take Nikhil Harry and I was like, "Hold on a second. We can get a wide receiver later. There's 12 guys in this draft. We'll get one in the third round. I'm going to get myself a tight end while there's still a good one on the board. Yeah, the Jags can use a tight end for sure. All right, that brings up the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what did I do with them for the first time? Ed Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of a luxury, like best guy available yeah. pick. Not luxury, but best guy available pick. Um, they still have needs, I would say, you know, receiver, um, offensive line, linebacker. Who is even available at this point? I'm just looking through through the board right now. Um, could it, how many receivers are? I was off about the board to say, could it point? be? So Two. we have Metcalf, we have Brown off the board. That's it. Could it be a Marquise Brown? Marquise Brown, by the way, I oh. I was told that he's attending the draft now. This kind of th- could this be one of those scenarios really? where someone's just sitting there in the green room and like you know not drafted because he's coming off a list Frank injury. Like he's basically yeah. useless this year. Like wide receivers, pass catchers in general, tight ends. Having foot surgery in a particular year, that year, everyone mm-hmm. struggles. So it's nothing against Marquise mm-hmm. Brown. He's a phenomenal player. But do do we think he's a lock for the first round? I don't think he's a lock. I think he, yeah, I mean, he's a distinct possibility. He's though. attending, and which makes me feel like someone told him he's going to go. Yeah, I like I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> I, I You know, obviously, you, like you said, the, the list Frank thing is a huge concern. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to be quite honest, like, they're... I wouldn't say there's a receiver in this class that has like more fun tape than Marquise Brown. Like he is so fun to watch on tape. If he can get back to, you know, get back to that in year two, you know, there's still a few years for Aaron Rodgers. It's not like he's going to, you know, be super effective as a rookie in Green Bay's offense. You don't come into Green Bay's offense and, and play right away. So I personally really like that. I I think it would be a a great pairing. So I'm going to go with Marquise Brown in this spot. I think there's a distinct chance he could go in the first round. I think the Packers still have need for an explosive pass catcher. Mm -hmm. He can play inside, I think, which, you know, kind of fill that Randall Cobb role a little bit. They're not the same player, but like the slot type thing. And then I think he can also play outside. So um, I think that's kind of a fun pairing. And I think that is something they would consider. Mm Yep. All right, on to the Rams at number 31 and tags. This is your pick. I kind of hate this pick um, just because it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, we're doing what we think teams are going to do and not necessarily what we would do. Um, so I'm Trade, going, baby. I'm going to do what I, I think they're going to stick with this pick because by trading back, they don't have a second round pick. So to, to trade back, they're just going to drop themselves in a tier in, in terms of like the player they're going to get at the positions they need. And they really need a linebacker. So I'm going to give them Mac Wilson. I don't like the pick. You're taking Mac Wilson in the first round. I don't like, I don't like the pick dude, but I'm telling you, <laughs> Mac Wilson is probably gonna be drafted in the first round. Um, he's an Alabama player. Um, even his coach has come out and said, like I before this is all this is outside of what anybody else. I don't have Mac Wilson as a top forty-five player. Like I don't Me like either. him particularly. I like Trey Lamar uh, quite a bit, but I'm telling you, like Alabama players get drafted higher than you typically think they're going to, and <laughs> Trey Lamar yeah. has dropped down draft boards a little bit. So 
I just feel like it's a position of need for them. And if they're going to draft, they, I guess they're going to take a linebacker and it's probably Mac Wilson. You don't think you could have moved back 10 spots and still got him? Or do you think it was pretty risky? It depends because linebacker is just, it's, it's a bad linebacker class and you're taking the chance yeah. on, uh, you're just taking the chance on a player, like by, by backing up, you're taking a chance that someone else moves up in front of you. Cause there's other teams with needs a linebacker, you know what I mean? That missed out on Devin Bush and you're Devin right. White. Yeah. And Wilson can help them win now. They know exactly what they need. It's not like they're going to be able to win for the next 20 years. Like they're the Patriots or anything. I mean, I obviously Sean McVay is <laughs> really talented, but I don't think he's old Bill Belichick. So yeah, I think it makes sense for them to get that linebacker. I just don't know about it at 31. Um, let's see here. Baltimore traded back tags. This is your pick too. Baltimore did trade back. And I'm, as of now, I'm happy they did because like I, mm. at the time I was just like not happy about what I was looking at on the board. I was kind of hoping that Chris Lindstrom would fall to them. Uh, but obviously he was taken. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go wide receiver here and it, uh, I'm going to go Hakeem Butler. He, mm. you know, Boo. the radius that he gives Lamar <laughs> Jackson is massive. Um, like he's, he's a big wide receiver and like, you know, you talk about Calvin Johnson, like the size of a car, uh, or a two car garage, you know, target radius, Hakeem Butler's kind of like that His ball tracking is next level. Um, like one of the best ball trackers I've seen in in quite a while. Um, you know, there's Mm -hmm. only one year production, so you have some concerns there, but at the same time, you need to get some receivers out there on the perimeter for Lamar Jackson to to go to, if you ever want to give him any shot to succeed. So I debated taking him at 22. Um, so obviously moving back to 32 and getting him here, I'm pretty happy about it. He's also a very good, like intense physical blocker. I like watching him block. He, he kind he of plays with an attitude for sure. Yeah. And like my comp to him was like, and I know it's like, it's weird, but I think that if you put on a Bengals jersey and number 18, I don't think people would be able to tell the difference between him and AJ Green from a physical, like, like looking at them and the, yeah. they're the, the, both that long lanky receiver. Dang AJ dude. Green didn't come in quite as good as he is now, but he, but he trained right. with Calvin Johnson in the off season. He took a big step forward and, it, it it meant a lot to me in terms of what I think of Hakeem Butler, the fact that he did work with Calvin Johnson before the combine uh, and working on the press coverage in, specifically and some of the areas he struggled. I think that's a, a step in the right direction. So I think the sky is the limit with Hakeem Butler. And because of that, I think he's probably a first round pick. Fantasy people would be so sad. I, I would be one of them. That would be sad. <laughs> yes. But I think I think if you're going to try and like surround Lamar Jackson with someone that could potentially help yeah. mask some of those things, he's one of those guys. Yeah. So, Danny, who are the best best players available still on your board if this was the draft that happened? Okay, let's see. That's a good question. I've got uh, Garrett Bradbury and Dalton Risner at 21 and 22, Savage at 25, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Nikhil Harry, uh, Justin Lane is up there, Miles Sanders. Yeah, I think DeAndre Baker is an interesting yeah. one. Is he yeah. going to fall? Um, Julian Love, I think, has an outside shot at getting into the first Rocky round. Sin, I think, too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Greg Little's I mean, still there. Yeah, Greg Little's still there. That's kind of like I think that's the meat of Dexter guys. Lawrence. Josh has Jacobs. A I think there's a fifty-fifty chance Josh Jacobs is gone by now. Oh yeah, definitely. Nikhil Harry, I guess, has this outside shot. I think he's another guy that the Ravens could potentially consider. That's who I thought Tags was. Gonna I think draft. he could be the Colts in the second round. Yeah. So those are the main yeah. ones. Do you think Jonathan Abram has a shot to get into the first round? He's had some hype. I I, I don't yeah. think he belongs there, but is it possible? Yeah, usually there's a couple safeties sure. drafted. So if Deontay <laughs> Thompson doesn't go in there, it's possible Abram goes. Yeah, I agree. Okay, do you think that – oh, okay, Indianapolis has picked 34. I was like, you think that Nikhil Harry's going to drop to 59? 
I would say it's actually yeah. possible. <laughs> I think that the dynasty community yeah. is much higher than Nikhil Harry than NFL teams might be because like interesting. I, I said it last year in terms of Calvin Ridley when people were talking about his measurements at the combine and stuff. I said you can't teach separation, and Calvin Ridley gets it. And to NFL teams yep. will see that and they'll draft him. And you know he did. And Nikhil Harry doesn't get separation. He does a lot of things well. Like there's some really good traits to his game, but separation is something you you, you can't. You're not going to teach him. He's just not going to. It's not going to happen. So you have to understand. He's a contested catch receiver, and so you don't really want him being the number one on your team because you're number one. You want to target him 150 times, and you want to make sure that he's going to be open most of the time, and you just don't want to be throwing 50-50 balls, even if they do go in his favor you know, 60% of the time. So, Tags, how big of an underdog are you in this accuracy competition against me? Well, like I mean, to we're going to have our actual mock drafts. That's what the competition is going to be on. Yeah. But I'm going to beat you, and I, I don't even remember losing <laughs> last year. But it, you definitely did. It's going to happen. It's probably because I went golfing the day of the draft because I didn't want to think about it all day because like legitimately I would have been changing everything. I was like changing stuff for the whole day and everything. And it's funny because I said that the Browns all along should have been drafting Baker Mayfield number one and I never changed it in my mock draft. And obviously that hurt because, well, they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's all for today's show. Danny, really appreciate you coming on. That was a lot of fun. And thank you for trading yeah. with me. Ch- Tags never will. He's always afraid to trade. I like the I like the trades. Obviously, you can probably drive a harder bargain if you weren't doing this live sure. on video. But um, <laughs> and we had fifteen minutes to make the trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's it's realistic because I think people are going to be moving up and down the board, you know, a lot in this draft, especially because I like I said, I think there's a big plateau of talent in the late first, early second. Mm-hmm. So I think there's going to be teams willing to move up and down to get the guy that they they kind of have. Uh, you know, as their top target. So I, I can see it happening. Yeah, there's always five, six, seven trades in the first round as well. Danny, are you going to the draft? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to oh, just bummer. do everything from home this year. So, All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Are you guys, guys going? Yes. Yeah, we're both going. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be there recording each other, the being silly and, you know, doing a bunch of fun nice. stuff, hopefully meeting a bunch of eating <laughs> lots of pizza for sure. <laughs> But guys, nice. make sure you guys go to the link fantasypros.com forward slash draft contest uh, to be entered in that. And like I said, you're just doing the first round of the mock. You'll be graded. You could brag that you beat Bobby. Uh, not me, obviously. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> but um, you could brag. And uh, I look forward to seeing Bobby's mustache, Antonio Brown Gold. I'll still look really good. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks to the sponsors of today's show. HelloFresh. Guys, you can get $80 off at HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash pros80 and entering the promo code pros80. That's P-R-O-S 80. And thanks to Pristine Auction as well. Make sure to sign up for that Devante Adams signed Packers helmet with the visor at fantasypros.com slash contest. For Danny Kelly and Mike Tagliere, I'm Bobby Sylvester. Thanks for listening and enjoy your football. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve.